Well, hi there, TJs. It's John here. I spoke to Gant Armitage, who is Senior Researcher at Emerald Works. Now, Emerald Works are the combination of three businesses that you might recognise, Good Practice Towards Maturity and Mind Tools. They came together to form a a larger company called Emerald Works, but still offering uh, the same great services, one of them being the Learning Health Check. What's the Learning Health Check? I hear you cry. Well, the Learning Health Check is the process of benchmarking your business against others you compare performance metrics uh it takes about 40 minutes but at the end of it you get a really really detailed look at where your company is on the learning curve and what you've got to do to increase your performance as a company so i talked again about how companies can get involved what the benefits are how it's changed over the years and what to look for in future do enjoy tell us about the learning health check hi john thank you so much for inviting um so the learning health check Well, the best way to describe the Learning Health Check is that it is a strategic tool for organizations to benchmark the L&D approach, vision, technology use, the way they budget, the culture, the L&D team capabilities, and much more. Uh, When we we analyze the data, we find that approximately over 90% of respondents that complete it say that it has helped them reflect uh, on their current strategy and uh, given them uh, food for thought for the next steps they need to take. It's, it's really important to mention um, that this tool is completely free and confidential. Uh, really, our aim uh, is and has been to ensure that the L&D industry is making decisions based on evidence, best practice, and free of bias. In terms of process, well, it's pretty simple. L&D practitioners go through a series of questions related to organizational learning. The aim, of course, being a 300-degree perspective of what is happening now in your organization, what you are doing well, and... Uh, where there are some opportunities compared with similar benchmarks. And then overall, linking this back to thinking about what the next steps are. The questions, the structure, and the topics covered uh, are worked on collaboratively with methodology specialists, academia, and experts in particular fields. It's been open and free for the last 17 years, which means that our data set, the insights generated within them, are based on longitudinal trends and understanding of industry trends over time rather than just point in time. So that's kind of like a, a quick snap understanding of what the learning health check includes and what it is. Right, got you. Um, so you say 17, uh, it's been going for 17 years odd. So the, the 2020 health check, this year's one, there's been some changes at Emerald that um, obviously it's a, a sort of a new business, a combination of uh, a few different uh, previous entities. So what is different this year? What stayed the same? Uh, I mean, apart from being now a bigger team, much of the health check has stayed uh, the same. We are currently working on creating a better experience for users. uh, And at the moment, we are experimenting on how to best visualize the data once they complete the learning health check. We want to make it more instant, uh, instantaneous. You you go, you complete it, and you get a dashboard, which is interactive at the very end. Uh, We've already made improvements on the survey itself, particularly the look and feel of it. Uh, We've also, of course, added um, COVID-19 related questions for this season specifically to better capture the changes in the industry uh, that the industry is undergoing. I think um, this ultimately will help us determine what particular behaviors, technologies and other aspects of organizational life have had a positive or negative impact on managing this really uh, seismic shift that is happening in the workplace. Above all, Uh, What I would like to stress is that the most important area for us is independence, confidentiality of the data, and respondents being able to anonymously benchmark against their peers. I mean, these are core aspects for us, and they have not changed and are codified through practices and policies within Emerald Works as they were 
uh, in towards maturity. So, so uh, the company that houses uh, before. So, what um, if you were to sort of pitch to businesses uh, why they should get involved? Uh, what would you say? What are the benefits of of doing it? You've mentioned being able to benchmark anonymously. What are the what other things should uh, businesses look out for if they're going to get involved? I suppose one of the key areas to think about is first and foremost, do you have an uh, a, your approach as an L and D team, as an L and D department? Is it evidence based? Is it based on evidence based practice, uh, which is a recognised model? And and uh, Professor Rob Reiner talks about this in in in, um, in a lot of his literature, and this helps you create that evidence based to understand first where you are on your journey to becoming a learning organization to not to not throw too many terms around but essentially an organization that is able to exploit the knowledge that they have but also explore new innovative ways beyond the boundary of their um of the organization so this allows you to first understand where you are and how to move forward the second part is that this season specifically we've made sure that the benchmark includes also industry specific benchmarks so once you do it and you outline which industry you would like to be benchmarked against you will be benchmarked against those uh, at the very end you also receive top five um, tactics that have a, a strong impact on culture and be compared against the top performers and so you'll kind of understand where you are in comparison to the best essentially apart from that i mentioned um the over 90% part, uh, the over 90% of, of respondents actually going through this get food for thought. The reason is that you go through a series of questions that cover almost everything to do with organizational learning. That's to do with behaviors and systems that you have in place, down to practices, process, and rituals that you are uh, embedding within um, the workplace, how you look at your learners or your people, how you look at your managers, what your role is within that kind of connection uh, how you relate that back to leaders, how you are connected with leaders. And so it, it just gets you thinking about, am I doing these things and should I be doing these things? So over the last, say, five years, what are the most surprising trends that uh, you've seen from, from the health check? Oh, that's a big question. <laughs> that's a big question, John. Uh, what are some of the surprising trends? I mean, w- one of the, I guess, major findings is that the index, which essentially is a, is an aggregate form of uh, looking at organizational health, uh, especially in learning. Uh, so the higher the index, the better. The lower the index, the, the the worse you have impact in terms of growth, productivity, transformation, profitability. And ultimately, what we are finding is that organizations are slowly in decline when it comes to this index. And top performers are actually slowly increasing. And so the gap is widening between performers... Be- of the average and performance of the top organizations. And there are a number of reasons for this. One of them we found is that uh, there is a scattergun approach when it comes to average organizations, the ones that are on on, on the index um, at an average point, let's say 46, 47. Uh, They try to do too many things at once and therefore really do not manage to do any of them too well uh, compared to top performers, which, which, of course, want to prioritize a lot of things, but ultimately focus their strategy, uh, let's say on a yearly basis or three three yearly basis, on specific areas they would like to to implement or get better at, and that's a major difference. Uh, the other part is the capability of their Indian team themselves. Uh, top performers are, are very much data oriented and evidence based uh, in their approach. Uh, compared with average organizations, which have actually had slow decline in terms of data capabilities within their team. And there is a number of reasons for this. One being that, of course, the 
the data sphere has has increased exponentially and now includes too many things that, uh, that we need to cover. Uh, but of course, the top performers had a footing in it already. So that's just some ideas that that have popped up in the last um, four years, five years. Right. Cool. So, uh, so what you're saying is specialize, don't generalize. Yeah, in 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 a way, yeah. Uh, you have you have especially for average organizations because if you look at the trajectory of top performers, the the reason why they are top performers is they've they've been really good at a, a, a few things they do really well that are very simple. I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. An example of this would be. Um, analyzing the uh, the problem before recommending a solution. They, they create processes around this. Uh, and it sounds very obvious. It's an obvious insight, but ultimately it, it has huge ramifications for other things that you're doing. They do this really well, and therefore they can do other things um, that or average organizations aren't doing too well. Cool. Well, well again, thanks a lot for uh, giving us a bit of an overview of the health check. Um, it's open now. When does it close? Uh, it closes on September the 1st. Uh, it actually runs all year round, but the season closes. And, and that's when you start getting a couple of benefits if you do it within that season. Great. Okay. Well, um, yeah, subscribe to, uh, go and have a look at the health check, submit your details, get all the insight and um, improve your business. Again, thanks very much. Thank you so much, John.